Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 208. My name is Irving. And I'm Migs. Migs, yeah, we have a few days left to the concert. Uh, Peso Pluma's coming, Ooh. he's going to be here Sunday, and he's going to be here Monday. Yeah. Do you know yet if you're going to be filming or directing the concert I mean, on Sunday? I'm guessing by the time this airs, yes. But right now, no, I don't know. I'm in pins and needles waiting to see. And this is awkward. Usually that would let me know at least two weeks ahead, like, hey. This is Wednesday. Yeah, and this, this probably comes out Friday. So if by Friday, you don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, either way, I mean, like I said, I have tickets. I'll, I'll be there, you know. <laughs> I, guess they, I guess they trust you and you're good at your job that they can tell you like a few days ahead yeah. and you'll still be there and you'll still direct yeah. and you'll still do a good job. I'm already mentally prepared for this. I've been listening. I was listening to it on the car on the way here, man. Mm. <laughs> what, are, so. what are some of the, I feel like a lot of people that are going to go, including myself, probably only know about three or four songs of Bezo Bruma, oh, yeah. but, but we're kind of more going for the vibe and just because it's going to yeah. be like, you know, it's going to be a party there in a way. I, um, in the last, like, week and a half, I had so many people being like, I can't wait till, you know, Sunday. I guess that's when everybody's going, you yeah. know. And then, yeah, people, yeah, everywhere I go, they're talking about it. It's kind of crazy. People will still go on Monday, um, but I think Sunday's yeah. going to be the the good day. You know, they're probably yeah. going to sell out on alcohol, maybe. <laughs> with, Hopefully, with, yeah. With a lot of our people going there. Um, I have a good friend who I won't say her name because she probably doesn't want me to say her name on there, but she actually upgraded our tickets. So uh, oh, yeah. she, we had bought lawn tickets and, and she's uh, letting us borrow two seats in her box. So oh, we're nice. going to get a closer seat. To oh, the, now you have better tickets than I do. To the Peso Puma <laughs> from where you direct it. You're going to be behind us, I guess. Oh, yeah. Now, well, huh? I mean, if if I don't work, then yeah, you'll uh, okay. have better tickets than I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're, grateful, we're grateful for that friend. Like I said, I won't say her name because she probably doesn't want me to say it. But um, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good concert. My wife is actually going to Carol G the day before. So she's going to go to Carol G in, in Texas and yeah. then come back and go to Peso Pluma afterwards. So Damn. hopefully it's not that hot outside. And hopefully, you know, people it's, don't think. It's, it's I don't been know cooling how. down. It's time to move my lawn. I've been neglecting it for the last three weeks. Is it pretty big now? Uh, it is pretty oh, big. Oh, man, you got to get yeah. to it. I thought about it yesterday, and I just forgot about it. Yesterday was a good day to yeah. do that, man. Yesterday wasn't that hot. And the day hot. before, yeah. yeah. But, hey, uh, we're both excited about the concert on, on Sunday, and uh, hopefully everybody has fun on Sunday and Monday. Um, today, we're actually joined by by someone who I've never actually had a conversation with, so I'm excited to have this conversation with him. Um, he is the owner of Loma in Rogers and uh, Tula in Fayetteville, both uh, authentic Mexican restaurants. Juan Baena, thank you for joining us today. How are you, man? Hey, for sure, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate me. Appreciate everyone. Thanks so much. And uh, we've, we, I've had the pleasure of going to uh, Tula in Fayetteville. I haven't gone, like I told you off the air, I haven't gotten the opportunity to go to Loma yet. Um, but from what I've seen online and from what I've heard from friends, it's a really good experience. So how are you feeling so far just, you know, being the owner of both of these restaurants and, you know, getting I'm guessing you've gotten a good amount of, of good feedback of like the food and the experience in general. Yeah, for sure, man. So, you know, with Loma just recently opening, you know, it's been kind of hectic trying to get trying to get everything figured out. But, you know, luckily, uh, you know, the community there in Rogers has has really embraced us really well. And. Yeah. It's been really good for us, you know. It's been it's been really great. It's a good location for that spot, man. Yeah, it is, you know, being out there in Pinnacle and you know, I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, we threw subtle hints, you know, with the name and different yeah. things, you know, meaning mm. hill, pinnacle hills. Mm. Yeah, when I, I, I like tr- I went on my uh, dictionary and read it, I was like, Oh, is that what that means? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being on the third floor, you get a good view, yeah. you know, and anywhere that you go, you know, you know, especially in Mexico, if you're if you're going to Las Lomas, that means that you're going you're going to the hills, you know, the you're hills, going baby. somewhere nice, yeah. somewhere somewhere upscale. So that's you know, we wanted to translate that with the 
with the food and obviously okay. with the, the atmosphere and the, and the space. Very Sounds nice. good. And we'll, and we'll get back to the restaurant part of, of this conversation. I just wanted to, first of all, you know, just a little bit of background information about you. Where are you from? Where's your family originally from? So I'm from Chicago. That's where, that's where I moved here to, to Northwest Arkansas from. My family's from Mexico. They're from Guerrero. So, okay. um, you know, never really been in food, but, you know, really mm. love Mexican food, right? And yeah. uh, being out here and, and feeling the need that there was, there, was a, there was a void for some really good Mexican, you know, food. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of how it, kind of how my, my mind went off and started getting into it. Mm. And you, 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 didn't you graduate from Spring Hill High School? You went there, didn't you? So, yeah, I did. I graduated from Spring Hill High, went to the U of A, um, got, a, got my degree in architecture, actually, from the U of A. And I've always worked in construction, and then just eventually, you know, got me, led me into, you know, where I'm at now. Mm. So, so are you like a fishing architect? I know last time we were talking about it, you were trying to get like your hours, and that was a while back. Yeah, so I'm still. I kind of put that on the on the side burner for now, but yeah, yeah I'm, so I'm not technically licensed yet. Um, yeah. But that's something that you know, hopefully, you know, I'll try to work on and, and try to finalize it. I think yep. it'll. I really don't necessarily think that I need it at the moment, but it is something to just say that it's it's complete, right? It's just got mm. got done. Yeah, it seems like you're a person that likes to go after your goals, man. Yeah, for sure, man. So it is something that is still on my is still on my radar to try to get try to get done eventually. What did you want to do whenever you were trying to get that architect architecture degree? Was did you have specific goals for that? Anything that you like a specific job you wanted to have? Uh, obviously, an architect, right? But like anything specific? No, not really. You know, to me, it was you know it was kind of funny because I think I look back at it and it's like, you know, I wanted to be an architect, wanted to move back to Chicago, you know, and, you know, build a skyscraper, right? Like that yeah, was yeah. kind of like the goal, mm. you know, be part of these big projects, right? Being yeah. from the city, it's like looking at it, it was always, you know, I grew up on the South side. So going to downtown Chicago was like a totally different, yeah, different man. experience, right? Yeah, Even though I was in Chicago, it was like, you go something different. Yeah. So I wanted to be part of it, but you know, life is life and it uh-huh. throws you different things and you know, it, it kinda it kinda threw me a different different direction and you know, I'm kinda happy with things the way they've been they've been. I feel like as far as architecture here in Arkansas, like it's a it's a good place because all that is just starting, you know, like big buildings and buildings uh-huh. in general, man. Like uh like I think like anything you want here, like it's about to happen. Yeah, 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 no, for sure. You, you, we're getting a lot of, you know, uh, you know, we're, you know, talking about down, you know, downtown Springdale and you know the, the new city hall and and police headquarters that oh, is yeah. there. You know, those are all projects that are funded by you know the Waltons that are bringing in, you know, good architects, good architecture into the area and things yeah. that, you know, civic spaces and places for people to come and enjoy. And it's like, you know, they're really seeing how you know that could really impact you know, us at North, you know, here in Northwest Arkansas. Is that still a goal of you, of yours to like, you know, finish your architecture, uh, become fully licensed and maybe find work in that? Because I know that you still got, you got the two restaurants, you got the the business, the construction business, but do you still have like hopes and dreams of, of doing architecture yourself specifically? And every once in a while it comes back around, but I think, I think I've kind of made peace with it. Cause I, you know, to me, it was, that was always, you know, that was always kind of my goal, right, was yeah. to be an architect, get that done. But like I said, I, I, I like with what I'm doing now. So it's kind of hard to answer that question yeah. just because, you know, I like I said, I, I like I like what I do in construction. I like what I do with the restaurants. And, yeah. you know, I think it's just that knowledge and that discipline that I gain in architecture school is what kind of helps me mm. manage some of the stuff that I got going on. So 
I'm still applying things here and there. It's just uh, I don't think I would ever want to open up my own firm or go work mm. for somebody. I think it's a little bit harder for me to put myself in that position. I yeah. was going to ask you that, like the degree that you did have at the U of A, like what are some of the things that you think that you might have taken from that and are using in your businesses today? Is there anything specifically you can think of? You know, I just mentioned discipline. Discipline was something that was really taught, you know, in the School of Architecture because you had to be disciplined, you know. And anybody that knows the, the, the School of Architecture at the University of Arkansas, it's, 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 it's tough, man. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's extensive. You know, I remember when I was in college and, you know, I'd get the friends that call me and be like, hey, man, let's go out to Dixon. And, <laughs> and I'd be like, man, I can't. You know, I have a project mm. that I got to turn in on Monday. You know, I got yeah. I got to work on my model. I got to work on my plans. Mm. Like, you know, it was very disciplined. And. You know, I, we started with 220 people, and we graduated, and it was like 47 of us. Oh, damn. Our, oh. our, our class. So just yeah. gives you into perspective of how like tough it is. 20% and like makes it pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. And the rest is like they start going into different different fields or, you know, get into business, get into, you know, different, different kind of avenues that's better fit for them, you yeah. know. But discipline was one. Um, you know, obviously, knowing plans and, and the way that things are built, I worked for a general contractor, you know, you know, got concrete business that I can, you know, you know, work on in its, you know, learn, you know, you learn how to read the plans and learn how to, you know, how to build stuff. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, I've, I've, I've applied that. And then in terms of design, you know, I was part of the, you know, worked with an architect that came from Mexico City that helped us design Loma and Rogers. Okay. But, you know, we were able to work together really well and establish a good working relationship. Now we have a really good friendship, but it's I think I saw that model, like, before the restaurant was created. I don't know where I saw it. But yeah, I there was a bunch of renderings of it, of, of yeah. how the restaurant was going to be. And it was, you know, me having that background in, in construction and design, you know, we were able to work together and make things happen. Mm. Um, you know, I brought in, it's kind of funny that, I, you know, we're talking about that, but, like, the architect being from Mexico City is you know, code over there is like non-existent, right? Like mm -hmm. you could build whatever and it, yeah. it doesn't really matter. And here it was like, had to teach them of like, hey, you know, there's there's, there's requirements rules. for rules. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. rules for ADA. Oh, yeah. There's rules for how things need to be, you know, spacing between tables. It's like, you can't be on top of each other. You know, it's can't not Can't build easy. a building sideways here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so there was a lot of things, but I think that those, that's how I still apply some of that stuff mm -hmm. that I learned is through the design of our restaurants and, you know, through the discipline that I learned through there. Oh, wow. I, is there, would you say that there's a lot of work right now in construction? Uh, I spoke to someone uh, from a construction company here in Springdale and he was telling me, he was like, we're, we've been hired, we've been trying to hire like a site manager for these jobs. There's so many jobs right now in Springdale that need to get done, but there's not enough people. There's not like a, a big pool of people doing this kind of work right now. So we can't, we've had difficulty finding someone. Is, is there a lot of construction work right now? Is there a lot of opportunities or do you feel that it's the opposite at the moment, just here in Northwest Arkansas in the area? No, I do think that there's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of construction going on to kind of answer to what you mentioned about, you know, that person you, you spoke to, um, there's there's big high profile jobs that then take the pool and the talent that goes to them right so mm. i'll give you a big example is the walmart campus mm. i worked on it um last year on it and any big contractor that you could think of or subcontractor is on that job so then what's causing is it's causing all these other jobs that are not as relevant or as mm. important if you want to put it that way to have to struggle to be able to have the people to be able to manage okay. them and run them and the subcontractors and the you know the labor for it because it's it's hard right you have a high profile client like Walmart that 
paying big bucks. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So they're paying big bucks, right? They're, you know, give you an example with concrete is they pulled a lot of concrete drivers, right? There's concrete was hard to get a couple of years ago, but it wasn't because we didn't have the resources to get the concrete is you didn't have the truck drivers, you didn't have the drivers, but it was because Walmart was paying 70, 75 bucks an hour mm-hmm. for a driver. And you're getting paid 30, 35 at max yeah. at a mixed plant. You know, yeah. you tell yeah. me which one you're going to take. Yeah. So I mean, I know which one I take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so which one, Migs? Which one? <laughs> 75 uh, and We'll now. leave it up to the imagination. <laughs> so it, it, it is. It's, it's hard to get the people um, just because there are higher profile jobs that, that pull mm. that talent. So what's, what's y'all's um, construction company's name? So right now I'm working for True Love Construction. Okay. General contractor here in um in Northwest Arkansas. It's more of a developer to an extent as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we're working on pretty much a lot of different projects here in Northwest Arkansas, but mainly the big focus has been Springdale. So okay. Springdale, Springdale has been the the focus. That's where their, their our headquarters is at and kind of our home office is at. And what what does your your work responsibilities look like in that kind of work? I don't even know what my title is because <laughs> I, I really don't like to give myself titles, but I would say it's going to be more of like, you know, president, director of operations because I manage, you know, everything from the project managers to the estimators, superintendents, you know, and making sure that everything kind of kind of fits in place. Mm, and we, we were talking about, well, I was asking you how you manage to do all that on a day to day basis, uh, like having your own, uh, you know, working for this construction company. And then still managing these two these two restaurants, Loma and Tula. You said your day starts really early. Can you talk a little bit about that? You said that like you wake up like at five a.m. or something. I believe. Yeah, five five thirty depends on the day. And I'm, on how I'm in my fourth dream at that time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I you know we were talking off air, and it's like my phone starts blowing up right at seven. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Everything that's when. Everybody gets in, right? I always wonder if seven was too early because sometimes you're like, should I email that at seven too early? Should I no, wait till no, no. I'm or responding to emails at five thirty, six o'clock. You <laughs> oh, know, Jesus. so it's like I get, I use that time to to be able to focus and you know be able to get my day started. So man, it's 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 hard, you know, working off calendars. You know, I remember when you told yeah. me about this, I was like, Mig, send it to me on a calendar invite, or else I'm gonna forget. And <laughs> it's like Apple like, or Google. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like you know, I work off of you know, I got my iPad with me, and it's like that goes everywhere I go because it's it keeps me connected. But um, yeah, you know, talking about it is having that discipline to wake up early, to be able to handle a lot of the stuff that I need to handle before kind of the day gets started for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I read a book, you know, of how, you know, like. Um, forget his name ceo now of apple uh, uh cook yeah yes. tim cook tim cook yeah so how he's awake every day at 3 a.m jesus because by the time he's up you know it's you know two hour difference between you know no actually three hour difference before you get to new york so he's like by the time i'm up at three it's like you know it's six o'clock and people mm. I'm, I'm having to respond to people that are on the east coast or somewhere else oh, in the wow. world so he's up every day at three, you know, taking care of things. Yeah. Sounds like he needs to move to New yeah. York. I, I, I know <laughs> a lot of those guys, like, those yeah. are like Kobe, you know, great example. I think he was up like at four or something ridiculous, like every morning. And even yeah. I watched this documentary about, I think it was like the Olympic team that Kobe was part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's on Netflix. And I think the the whole team was coming back from from partying the night before they were getting to he's the hotel the like at three. He was already working out yeah, in the yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's crazy. You know, and like you you look at some of these you know these leaders that we've had and it's like 
you know, what's made them different, right? What's made them be able to accomplish a lot of things. And yeah, obviously there's a sacrifice of sometimes sleep, but you know, what's the reward that you get with being able to, to get up and do things a lot earlier. And I like it, man. You know, don't get me wrong. It's yeah. like, by the time it hits eight o'clock, it's like, man, I feel like half my day's already been gone through. And it's like, mm-hmm. I accomplished yeah, so much. Feeling, and yeah. It's a good feeling that I'm saying it, hey, by the time people are still barely getting started, like I'm already halfway there. Yeah. Um, so usually at what time do you go to sleep then? On a regular work day? Depends. I try to go to sleep around 9 or so. So I try to sleep early. Oh, man. But That's you know. commitment, man. That's commitment. Yeah. And and you you also have a, a family now, right? Yeah, I was going to say that might be difficult with the little one. It how is. Do, how do you it balance is. that? Um, man, it, it, it does get hard. The good thing about it is... You know, I got the flexibility to to be able to sometimes say, hey, you know what? I'm going to I want to stick around today and mm-hmm. we'll yeah. have breakfast together or whatever. Right. Oh, yeah. Lucia is always that's her little girl. She's always wanting us wanting me to stay and and be home. But, you know, she's getting at the age where I, I, I have to explain to her. It's like, you know, I, I, I have to go to work. You know, yeah. there's there's a reason why I have to go do this. And and she's gotten to you know gotten better at it to kind of understand, you know, that there is a balance to it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it is tough. Mm-hmm. Um trying to trying to balance that out and and like you said sometimes she wants to go to sleep late she wants to watch a movie and mm-hmm. yeah. gotta tough it up and i gotta stay up or whatever oh, and yeah. and that's the sacrifices that you guys you know sometimes have to do yeah the good thing is that you're still very young and you you have the energy to do all of this you know you're taking advantage of like your youth to be able to do so many things at once and it looks like it's paying off yeah, you know it yeah, looks like sure. You know, you're you're making a name with with the restaurants that you have. So how do you make that shift, like from you know doing construction and then being like, you know what, I'm gonna try to open a restaurant in Fayetteville. How does that look like? And so, why did that come about? So I used to work for a big contractor here in the area, um, Sierra Crawford. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember so that. I worked for them for for a really long time. And when I started with them, um, I was the, the the youngest estimator, and I was also the newest one. And uh, they gave me all the restaurant accounts, so it was okay. kind of like the the, the the crappier of the accounts, you know, of the of the of the of the construction that we were working on. Yeah. You know, they they divided their their business into different segments. So you had like hospitality, you know, automotive, industrial, you know, mm-hmm. multifamily, office, medical space, whatever, and restaurants was a portion of it. And I got restaurants. And I started working on Slim Chickens. That was Slim Chicken Starbucks. Those were the ones that I started on and kind of just were working on. And, you know, eventually, you know, two years later, I built 26 Slim Chickens. So it's like across the country. Yeah. So, you know, I was I was there working with them when they were getting on their franchise and they were blowing up, you know, just stop being a local you know, Northwest Arkansas restaurant to then expanding into, you know, nationwide. And um so that kind of grabbed, you know, grabbed my interest. I was working with a lot of kitchen suppliers, designers, different mm-hmm. people, consultants. And, you know, that kind of drew my interest into saying, you know, man, I, you know, I should, maybe I should think about opening up a restaurant. And, mm-hmm. you know, I saw the, 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 the niche in terms of the market that I was trying to accomplish and try to hit, which was, you know, Mexican food that it's a little bit different, right? That I think that you know, all of us here that we're, you know, that we're sitting down right now, you know, you know, we're all, we're all young and we want to go somewhere that is, 
you know, good service, good food, good cocktails, mm-hmm. you know, good ambience, atmosphere. Yeah. It's like I'm a vibey kind of person. Yeah, you know, yeah. get that vibe where you're wanting to go, and it's like you want to hang out on a on a Friday night and have dinner. Or with you want to impress a girl and exactly, be like, Yo, right? Yeah. You want to take you somewhere there? nice. Yeah, <laughs> take her, take her, take her somewhere, somewhere good. Shh, don't let them know my secrets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was. Uh, that's kind of how I, how how it, how it got started. Mm. And so you, okay, the first restaurant was was Stula, which I. I was looking up, I was doing some research and I saw that it, it's like, was it four letters for, was it four parts of a, the, the first letter of four different cities? No, so it's the first, so Tula is the, the initials of the first four founding families of Union de Tula, Jalisco, okay. which that's where my wife Susana's from. Okie dokie. And um, the name kind of, kind of came up, you know, I was, I was trying to, had the idea of the restaurants, I really didn't have a name at that time. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a local developer here in in, in Fayetteville that we met. We we're trying to go into one of his spaces, and um, he gave me probably like the best advice ever, which was, "It's like Juan, get a name that's easily pronounced in English and in Spanish, mm-hmm. and also that it's two syllables." Mm. He's like, "Because that's something that's very you know it's very catchy, so people can really relate to it and can and then pronounce it easily in Spanish, pronounce it easily easily in English, and yeah. you know." It's, it's very short and simple. So I remember I went home and we were talking about it. And I was like, hey, you know, I met with Seth. We were talking about the names. And he said it, it should be a, a simple name pronounced easily in English and Spanish and is, you know, two syllables. Yeah. And mm. she was like, why not Tula? And I was like, that's okay. actually not bad. Yeah. So that's kind of the name came about. But the really cool thing about it is as the business and as the idea started to grow, you know, it was an idea that I first had. I work with different people, so I work with Startup Junkie. You know, they're oh, very, yeah. they were very instrumental into trying to get us get us open. Um, from there on, it went to different consultants, to the architects, to the you know, to the the, the contractors, everybody that came in together and kind of made this project work. I think that the name fit really well because the name Union de Tula came about because four. Families got together and then started a community, started a you know a, a, a town, and I almost felt that we had all these different people that had all these different backgrounds that came together and came you know mm-hmm. you know pretty much bought into the idea that I had and said hey you know we're all going to help you make this a reality of you know the dream that you have and kind of the concept. So I think it was pretty cool because I always say and we have it on our website. It's like. The same way that 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 you know the the town came together and those four families came together is, I felt that everybody here locally came together to help us out. Mm. So what better name to put it than than Tula, right? Because yeah. there is also significance to it. Yeah, I. What would you say is like if someone is is about to go visit Tula for the first time in in downtown of Fayetteville, how would you describe their experience? What 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 should they expect? I would say that they're going to have a cultured experience. And when I say that is, you know, there's, our menu is very simple. It's 10 items, a lot of very traditional Mexican dishes. But you're going to have something so simple in an environment, you know, with the service, with the, the way that we built the space out, is that I really wanted people to be transported outside of northwest Arkansas. That was always my goal when we did Tula. And then obviously that was the goal with with Loma and Rogers, but is where people come in and I get this from people all the time. It's like, man, I really do feel like I am eating at a restaurant in Mexico city right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Right. I feel like I'm not in, 
inside the prior center, you know, mm-hmm. in downtown Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think that I would want to tell people is, you know, they're going to have an experience that's going to really, you know, transport them from the food to the cocktails. You know, we're very heavily based on tequila and mezcal. Yeah. So we want people to understand that, you know, there's there's really great things from Mexican food mm-hmm. and Mexican culture as a whole. What about the identity of uh, Loma in Rogers? How does that look like and how does that experience, uh, how is that different? In just Loma, you know, when we came up with the name, meaning Hills, you know, and us being in Pinnacle Hills, is we always wanted that to be more of an upscale, even interpretation of what we did with Tula. And, you know, when you walk in, it's like, it's the same thing, right? You know, I get yeah. all everybody there like, man, I feel like I'm, I'm somewhere, somewhere else, right? I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Tulum, I'm in Cabo. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel they start naming all these different, different cities in Mexico. And it's like, but we really transport people to, to understand that, you know, there's, there's the, the regular traditional Mexican dishes that we have. And then, you know, I've, I've traveled to Mexico and been in Mexico, different cities in Mexico that, you know, I realized and I've learned that, you know, there's really great, really great food, really great cuisine. And, you know, there could be, there could be really great upscale food that you could have. And I think that's what, you know, we really wanted people to have and enjoy in Loma. Yeah. I was going to say Loma and Tula, but I remember when I entered Loma, like, yeah, that was a completely, like, different experience. I think the first time I went there, I had just uh, I had just come from a business trip from Florida. And, you okay. know, I got a lot of, eat a lot of food out there and just experienced a lot of things. And then I get here, and it's, like, the most, like, yeah, like, I'm not in, like, it's like I haven't even made it back to Arkansas because I went straight from the airport there, and I was kind of mm. like, whoa, like, this is the most, like, unique experience I felt mm. in the last two weeks, and it's right here. Are you, you know? are you okay with the word bougie? to um describe because uh, i because I, that's the word that i've been using and i don't even, i haven't been there yet but from what i see i'm like looks pretty bougie i'm yeah. not sure how you feel about that nah, i think i take it as a compliment yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I take it as a high, high class kind of like class fan, you know it fancy. is fancy yeah. it is more yeah. upscale you know we're catering to a different demographic yeah. and we did different things that you know like for instance i remember when you were there Migs, you had the the chuleta al pastor, right? Oh, yeah, that was so you know, he remembers what you weigh, Migs. And the in the the chuleta is you know al pastor is like everybody thinks of you know taco al pastor, right? Everybody's mm. had one. I think you know all yeah. of us here, and it's like we wanted to grab is how can we interpret that in a different in a different pr- in a different presentation? Yeah, and that chuleta is you know you still get that that thick cut pork chop. With the adobo marinade on it, you yeah. got your pineapple puree, your, yeah. your 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 cebolla that's grilled. I mean, it's oh, I mean, yeah. it's 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 good, man. It's, it's awesome. You're getting hungry hey, right now, man. Before this, man. <laughs> it's almost really, lunchtime, yeah. bro. So, and y'all are on the third floor, right? Yeah, we're on the third floor. Yeah. What building is it? So we're on the one uptown building. Um, okay. so it's on the corner of Champions and Pauline Whitaker, right outside of of, of Pinnacle. Oh, so it's by the amp, kind of. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's past the amp, past that, uh, past the roundabout. So peso pluma, if you're listening, <laughs> stop <laughs> yeah, by. Stop <laughs> by, because yeah. uh, Juan wants you to stop by the the restaurant. Um, so third floor, and then you also have outside. Yeah, seating. so we have a rooftop. So that's it's, cool. That's where it's really cool right now. Uh, yeah, it was kind of go check that out. It's kind of tough last week. You know, it was pretty hot. Not a lot of people want to oh, be yeah. in the rooftop, but you know, I'm excited for fall. You know, it's perfect weather to be in a rooftop it's yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be nice do you do you ever think or have you ever thought have you thought about it already you know how like some dallas restaurants will have like a rooftop restaurant and then it eventually becomes like into a club at night 
Have you ever thought about that, about doing something like that? We did, and, um, you know, we've thought about doing some DJ nights out there. That'd be cool. So I think it would be cool, you know, give it a different vibe where where you're having out there on a rooftop, get a DJ and do some after-hour happy hour. Like, that's kind of the the play that we want to do is – we're just trying to be good neighbors right now. That's so what I was gonna say. What about, trying to, is there anybody working late that doesn't? No, nah, it's really old. not anybody that's working late. But you know, we're right next to you know one of the most high-profile, you know, gated communities in oh, in yeah. Northwest Arkansas, right next to Pinnacle. Oh, really? So okay. you know, we want to make sure we're also conscious of them and, and making sure that they're not Saturday they're night not, will be okay. They're yeah. not getting <laughs> upset at me. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the only reason the amp has that hard cutoff because neighbors. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't. I don't. I haven't even seen the neighborhoods around. I've never even. What's it called? Off eleven? Yeah, eleven, right? Yeah. yeah no, noise anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Pitbull. Pitbull went to like one a.m. Dude, there's been a few bands. Modest Mouse went on to like just like a, a couple of minutes, like ten minutes afterwards. Uh, Foo Fighters went like thirty minutes afterwards, which like that's the record I think so far. The Foo Fighters? Yeah, they they kept it going and. Uh, Were you there for the Pitbull one? Uh, I was, but I was in the audience, so therefore... Like, what time did that one end? I don't know, man. I was just having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, lost, you lost track of time. I had a great time. day, and I was, like, dancing. I was, man, like, yeah, I was a great I, I was waiting for that, uh, the, the song that he has with Neo, and, and, and never, and never, I left before oh, it yeah. ended, because I was like, let's just get out of here before everybody leaves. Traffic. Yeah. Tra- oh, traffic. yeah, we had to wait a while, yeah. And you said that it's not a good idea for anybody listening to take an Uber out of the Well, amp, first right? of all, if you're driving inebriated... <laughs> Then, yeah. yes, it is. And it, you just have to be like, okay, I'm going to have to wait like 45 minutes after I get out. So let me like just and, get used to that. But if you're not expecting 45 minutes, then, yeah, it sucks because you're like nobody's answering you. You're, it just keeps going, like uh, trying to find a ride, trying to find a ride, trying to find a ride. Do you have, do you have good reviews on Uber and Lyft as a, as a person? As a, you know how like, they can review you too as yeah. someone that – do you have good reviews or are you people yeah. just getting scared and canceling your ride? <laughs> 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 no, but, like, okay, so I have like a 4.9 or something, and I don't uh, even know how I got – Dude, I got a five. Step your game up, man. Dude, I don't know how – like I don't know what Uber driver one day gave me a below perfect <laughs> rating. You know? I was like, what did I do? Like, uh, I don't know. Oh, man. Must have been one of those nights. Are you, are you going <laughs> to attend the Peso Pluma concert, one of them? Yeah, so I uh, yeah we'll be there on Sunday, so I think it'll mm. be it'll be fun. I I wasn't able to get tickets, but I guess there's perks to owning restaurants and people knowing you. So hey. I was able to get a I was able to get a box like That's you. Good. I was able to get oh, a bo- some boxes. I got two so. boxes to go to. Nice. There yeah. you go. <laughs> so I was able to get some box box Stop tickets. By, some Stop by. Here. It's gonna be a good show. That's a good good time to tell the people that are listening, Migs, to. Let's not mess this up. This one up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Let's be good. Let's, Everybody. Let's, please don't. Mejor comportamiento. Yeah. You know. Please. Can we just not. Uh, <laughs> let's not. No Travis Scott situation here. Please. No yeah. uh, other events where things have happened. You yeah. know. Like yeah. let's. let's Mix and I talked about it. We were together at an event for yeah. the bank. And we were talking about it. And we're like, man, this is the this is the one chance we have. Yeah. To yeah. really, really, really show up and, and, and make it right. And, you know. Yeah. It potentially opens the doors for a lot more mm-hmm. artists to come, but yeah, man. and there, there's also the op, you know the, the the possibility of yeah one bad thing happens. Man. Yeah, like, you know what? Let's no, they're gonna do this every time. Comportarnos bien, por favor. Let's be on our best yeah. behavior and let's let we can sell out the bar, but please have a ride. You know, my ride is you know my wife. My wife doesn't drink, so like yeah. I got my ride already set up. <laughs> you know, in case I go because you know as, as I've said on this podcast, I did the whole sober august i have not had one drink whatsoever and you know with oh, yeah. this heat you kind of want to have a drink here and there so like i've been saving it up for for for, for sunday so um definitely gonna have fun there it's gonna be a good 
environment. But back back to what we were talking with you, Juan. Um, you have a restaurant in Rogers, Loma. You have a restaurant in Fayetteville, Tula. Any plans for uh, for Springdale? Uh, so there there is plans for Springdale. We're actually oh, what? Yeah, we're actually working on it now. Um, haven't really talked much of it just because it's been. Still under construction, still, you know, a couple of things that we need to figure out. But, yeah, we'll be downtown spring, though, so we're excited. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, how far are you in that, if you mind me asking, how far are you in that process? So we're under construction right now. Oh, so you're under yeah, construction? we're under construction okay. right now. So yeah. renderings are done, everything. Renderings good. are done. I'll show oh, it to you oh. afterwards. I don't know y'all were that far in. Yeah, no, no, yeah. We're, we're, we're already in construction, so we're excited. It'll be, it'll be soon. Man, very nice. Do you, um, I'm not sure if this is something you can talk about. You don't have to talk about it, but... Um, do you all have like a location set in downtown Springdale yet? Yeah, so we'll be in the Railside building, which is uh, Blue Crane Development. That's where Homegrown, the breakfast restaurants are. Oh, at. nice. That's a good spot. So we'll be in that building. We'll be actually in the second floor. So we actually will have a outdoor, another oh, rooftop. So nice. kind of been going after the rooftops because that's been really great. So yeah, we'll be we'll be on the second floor. That's such a good spot, man. Yeah. I was just there uh, yesterday for, to to eat at Homegrown for the first time. Yeah, it's good stuff. I've been wanting to check it out. And I was like, man, just the businesses that are going to be here, like, it's going to be so good, you know, for yeah. everyone, for them, for the people that are going to be visiting downtown yeah. Springdale. Yeah. And the fact that you're saying that y'all are going to be there too, like, man. Yeah. No, so it just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of development, a lot of construction going on downtown Springdale. We, you know, we took that spot um, because I am in construction, you know, I guess we get some insider information if you want to put it that way, yeah. but we know of what's happening in the area and what's going to come because it's, it's either going through city planning process, you know, yeah. all that process it, where it takes before it actually starts construction, goes out to bid. We look at it, we know exactly what's going on, but um, there's a hotel going downtown Spring. I don't know if you knew that, but oh, what? Mm. I'm releasing that information. Yeah, you're <laughs> <laughs> just dropping exclusives. Anything else, Anything else? There's a hotel that's going right across from that building. So, oh man, okay. that's the reason why we also chose it. Oh yeah, oh. very nice. That makes yeah. It's you know how like they've always said throughout the years that downtown Springdale is like growing. I don't think I've seen as much growth as I've had in the past like two years. I think like it's just. Expanding yeah, they're just it and, and they're yeah. bringing in so many new cool stuff for people in the community, and it's like long. Um, I think people have been like, wanting something like that for such a long time, and now just seeing it, like seeing the actual businesses come on. There's a bu- there's a bunch of New Mexican restaurants also on on Emma as yeah. well, you know. So talking about that, what do you think will uh, make y'all different in your identity for downtown Springdale? Than from what you have in Loma and what you have in Tula, and then also just competition-wise in downtown Springdale, because you're bringing in another Mexican restaurant. Um, how do you have you put thought into that? What are, what are your th- your th- your thoughts? So, with the concept itself, it's it's actually going to be more of a of a bar, right? Okay. So it is going to have food, but it's going to be more of. You know, when we looked at it, is just a a. A, a cocktail bar that's going to be able to be focused heavily on tequila mezcal right and mm, i wanted yeah. to do that because you know there's just in in general people here in northwest arkansas when we first started like even tula it was like hey so you don't have any you know 
you don't have any i see you have no whiskey on your menu and no vodka or yeah. this or that and it's like no i want people to really appreciate tequila and mm-hmm. mezcal right being spirits from from mexico it's like i wanted to educate and bring that kind of knowledge i to remember you would have those little classes yeah or, so we do yeah. tequila tastings at tula we're about to have one actually i'll drop another exclusive on the 11th over okay. at loma so we're gonna have okay. one that's about to go out into marketing this weekend um but we'll have tequila tastings over there and, and the goal always by having those is to to let people know and educate that you know, I never shoot tequila anymore, you mm. know, and I, yeah. I, 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 I sip on it. But, you know, people are like, ah, you know, how are you sipping on tequila? It's like, well, if it's good tequila, like, you could, yeah. you could sip on it. You could, you know, have it neat, have it on a rock. Like, it's, it's, really, it's really different, you know, very interesting on how that part of um, the spirit itself and that industry has blown up, right, to be the number one spirit in the U.S. now. If you had yeah. to recommend three tequilas, what would they be? Let's test out your knowledge right now. Tequila experts are raising their pinky and they're like, let's see, let's see if he actually knows what he's talking about. Okay, so <laughs> three tequilas that I would recommend. Um, Siete Leguas is one of my favorites. Mm. So Siete Leguas, you can now find it here. I was having to bring it from other places, but you can find it here. Siete Leguas is a, it's a very clean, um, the, the Blanco is, is a really good, really good mm. tequila, good for mixing, really great. Um, when I look at the tequilas in terms of like a Cristalino, um, I'm really big with the, um, there's a, uh, so the Avion Cristalino is one of my good favorites right now that mm-hmm. we have. You obviously, you could get yourself into the 1800 Cristalino, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, your Don Julio 70, that's always kind of a good okay. one as well to, to be able to sip on. And then in terms of añejos or extra añejos, there's a Patron Bordeaux that oh, wow. that one's really great. Um, just to let you know, that bottle's like 500 bucks. It sounds expensive for <laughs> tequila, right? Mm-hmm. So, but that one's aged is an extra añejo, so it's it's aged um, 18 to 24 months, and then they also put them in bourbon cask, so oh, it dang. gives it that bourbon kind of taste to it. It's mm-hmm. a little bit darker, richer. It's really great. Y'all offer that one? Yeah, we have it place? at both Tula and Loma. Mm. Oh man! So bottles five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. How much does this shot go for? <laughs> Fifty-two bucks. Fifty-two bucks. Yeah, that's not bad. If it's if it's <laughs> if it's a good flavored yeah tequila, then and it's, it's crazy. I say this all the time. It's like here in Fayetteville, uh, man. Every May and every December, we go through the most expensive classes of balls that you could think of because it's graduation, right? They're wanting mm-hmm. to spend this money. People come mm-hmm. in. They're they're, they're celebrating something, but, you know, and, and it's also really great tequila that the next day you could wake up and you're good to go, right? Mm. I could drink it tonight and I'll still wake up tomorrow at 530 and, yeah. <laughs> do, my, and do my day without having any, any headaches or anything crazy like yeah, that. Yeah, no, that, that does make a difference. Yeah. And I have introduced, I introduced my parents to that 70, and n- now they just have it on stock, like, all the time. They always just have a bottle. Like, they love that stuff. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely got to check it out. I'm going to try to make an effort in the next week or two weeks to go check out Loma uh, in Rogers. Um, I've, like I said, I've been hearing good stuff about it, so I definitely want to check it out. And I'm excited, you know, to see, you know, what – well, I, you probably haven't even picked the name yet, right, for, for Springdale, or do you already have some ideas? We, we, we don't got to talk about it because you, <laughs> you should probably keep that and we, stay we, tuned. make a big no, announcement that's, that's, for that it. That was <laughs> coming soon, but we do have a name for it. 
Is it yeah. is it four letters though? That's all I want to know. It is four letters. Okay, so that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's all I care about. You gotta keep the team <laughs> going. Yeah, hey, you gotta keep it going. If it works, it works. Well, Juan, thank you for for joining us today, man. I appreciate you making the time. Uh, I'm just excited to see how you know you're you're be, you're able to become even more successful in the next yeah. few years, and and just seeing your your businesses blossom, and hopefully the people that are listening go support. If you haven't checked out Tula and Fayetteville. Go check it out. And if you live in Rogers and it's easier for you, go check out uh, Loma. That's what I'm going to be doing in the next two weeks. I think Megs yeah. has already checked them out both multiple times, right, Megs? Uh, yes. And I was just going to say, I was just appreciated how, like, meticulous you were about starting that, you know, like having the renderings, knowing what kind of chairs you wanted and benches and the glasses. I mean, every time I go there, they're always like, oh, look at the little cups, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Attention to detail. Attention to detail. Attention to detail is what, is what makes a difference, you know, for people to feel that they're, you know, we get people all the time, they're like, man, is this like a, it's like a chain or are you guys from like, <laughs> yeah. where are you guys coming from? We're like, no, it's two guys in construction that decided to, you know, mm. come up with an idea and make this work. And do so it right, like, yeah. Man, yeah. Nothing crazy. Well, sounds good. Thank you for, for mentioning all of that today, Juan, and uh, just, pretty much opening our minds to, you know, your journey in this, in this business. And like I said, I wish you and the district three podcast folks wish you nothing but success. Uh, thanks for all you do. And uh, yeah, everybody go check out those restaurants. If you haven't yet, Tula once again in Fayetteville, downtown square and Loma in Rogers on pinnacle third floor has uh, outdoor seating. If it's hot, you can come out. If, if it's not hot, you also can feel like a king inside, right? Yeah. <laughs> get one of these, get one of these tequilas too, and check it out and look out for that, uh, Springdale restaurant coming soon four letters. Uh, but for everybody listening, that was episode 208 of the district three podcast. My name is Edivine and I'm Migs signing off. <laughs>